the way how we have been, you know, teaching the Brahma Viharas over the last few years since we have heard Mervino Analio is is the way how it's taught in the in the early scriptures in the Samyutta Nikaya, the Sutta I mentioned yesterday, the Conchblower Sutta, and that's a very simple approach, and it also works. Uh, it works for me. Uh, it might not work for everybody, but it works very well for me. And uh, or you can also, you know, kind of pick out some pieces of what Bhante uh, Suchato shares with us and, and kind of integrate it with the simplicity of that early instructions, which i going to speak about today again. So I just wanted to mention that before. Because in, in the end of the day, you know, the whole meditation is, is about kind of training oneself to recognize that we also have that seed of metta already in our chitta and we can train it, you know, to become more familiar with it and we can train it to become stronger and we can train it that we can call it up when we need it. That's one thing and then that's that, you know, training in, in that natural warmth, the capacity we have to make that smoother, that process. And, and the second uh, part of the meditation is through training in that way, the mind tends to open up and tends to get more and more still, which is, you know, preparing the mind for insight. So now we can just like do another guided meditation. And really, in the end of the day, it's really all about those two qualities, you know, to develop the four Brahma-Viharas for ourselves and for other beings, and also to develop a, a still mind which can arrive at insight into the nature of reality. And what we usually, you know, see first is, is impermanence, and, you know, it's really developing that warmth and developing confidence in impermanence. Because then when we are challenged in our lives with all kinds of things happening, if we are equipped with warmth and a confidence in impermanence, then we hopefully won't get that carried away. And that's why we are doing the whole practice, really. Okay. So... Can again and I find a posture we can sustain for 50 minutes or so. And just bringing to mind shortly, you know, why, why do you meditate? Why do you sit here? And just checking the posture. Back should be straight and the shoulders right down. Chin a little bit in. Jaw relaxed. The eyes can be, you know, half up more closed. And then just bringing your awareness to the body. Like, uh, you know, Avera Manalia says, you know, resting the mind on the body just as the body rests on the cushion. It's a very simple. Nothing special. Just, you know, getting the mind off the story 
lines of our habitual ways of uh, entertaining ourselves and just coming back to the simplicity of body sitting and breathing in and breathing out Also, what comes to mind, you know, these this very early teachings on, on the cultivation of the Brahma Viharas, what sticks out for me is that it's very, it has, there's no strategy behind it other than, you know, just igniting the Brahma Vihara and then just letting it radiate, no strategy whatsoever other than just letting it do its thing. So now we can again, you know, bring an image to mind like of something sweet which ignites for us that uh, sensation of meta, like a baby or a puppy or whatever kind of moves your heart and then maybe you know looking in the eyes of that being knowing what we all know about the future and the uncertainty of how it's gonna go with the climate, how that thing is rolling along and we are kind of rolling with it, not knowing how to stop it or not knowing it deep enough because there's too little happening in order to stop all of this. Because we can't fix the issue from the same mindset which has created it. With capitalism and consumerism and all of those huge mindsets which have which own us right now as a species This is the way of learning, is to just being willing to know that we don't know.
being willing to acknowledge you know, that we are not the crown of creation or anything like this. We are just one species and we need to really take that in. It's not about giving up, but about waking up. And you know, from that kind of place, we can look into the eyes of that being, which is in the same situation as us, but maybe be a little conscious of it. Feeling that sense of, you know, of caring and concern and mystery, really. We are finding ourselves in such an amazing transition time. It's similar to how it was maybe in the in the 15th century when the first, you know. People spoke about that planet Earth isn't the center of the universe, but it's very different than that. And even, you know, I think 18 centuries before that, already some Greek philosophers have posted that uh, truth, but it was completely overlooked. Nobody wanted to know. It was in the third century BC. And then he came up again with Copernicus in the 15th century. And later on, you know, Galileo Galilei picked it up and Kepler. That was such a transition of the same kind of magnitude for Homo sapiens. And we have the great honor, you know, to be part of the this huge making up. Evolution is not an easy you know, walk about or something like this. It's a amazing journey. I'm just uh, feeling that uh, metaphor, you know, all of us in this process, starting with a lovely baby and then you know attending to that flame to that light you know, feeling the matter when you're breathing in and letting it go out with the outpress and if you find it helpful you can put your heart uh, your hand on your heart center.
just also you know, noticing that when that warmth of the metta comes forth, how effortlessly actually the body starts to relax, the mind starts to relax. It's just a flowering, a blossoming, like any other flower in nature would just automatically have that know-how how to do this. With the inhale, we pay attention to the feeling of metta. And exhaling, letting it go out into spaciousness. All around and above and below. Like sitting in an orb of metta. And if you find it helpful, you can also visualize it like with a color. Traditionally, it's often visualized as a light green or, or pinkish, just like a fresh flower, a rose, a lotus. the metta is considered the root of the four Brahma-viharas. Loving-kindness. And like kindness in the sense of, you know, because we want happiness, we also know deeply that other beings also want happiness. It's that we have the same kind. That recognition ignites the warmth. Inhale and paying attention to the metta, to the feeling of metta, and with the exhale.
spreading it out or allowing it to spread out <coughs> into spaciousness infinite space which doesn't end at the walls of this room it just goes on throughout the whole universe no boundaries and the mystery of that uh, that it just simply comes out of the chitta like water out of a well just need to know you know the laws of nature how they operate and then we can apply that knowledge and it happens It's quite simple. And it's very powerful in that simplicity. The mind gets really even and, uh, you know, like a clear lake with a still surface of the lake. With Ajahn Mahachacha, he calls it chit ben glang. Glang means being in the middle, being economous, and chit is chitta. If you lose the metta-nimitta, the feeling of metta, nimitta means sign in Pali, if you lose it, you can just, you know, bring up your own nimitta again of that lovely being, which will, again, trigger, you know, the feeling of metta, the metta-nimitta to arise. We start, you know, doing metta, and then once it's going, we can just be, be metta. Just let it flow, be that flow of metta from the chitta out into infinite space.
do that for a few more minutes and then we can go further. And you should be becoming aware of the, you know, metta is like a, now like a surface of a lake, brilliant in the sunshine, very smooth. And now just, you know, looking at that from the viewpoint of knowing and letting it just drop the metta nimitta. Just being aware of that which knows that infinite expanse. So dro dropping the object and just being aware of the subject itself, that which knows. The knowing is also infinite because it knows the infinite spaciousness of metta, infinite knowing, the knowing is such. Just knowing knows itself, or being aware of awareness, there's many ways how that can be expressed. And not thinking about it, but just letting it happen. Being aware of knowing. And dropping the matter.
with a different quality of infiniteness. subject being aware of itself it has still sounds we can hear birds but it's just happening an effortless knowing And also not dropping any sense of I or ego connected with that knowing, just knowing. Infinite knowing. no subject, no selfing, no identification, just being the knowing. Also not being aware of the body there. Body and mind without identification, just allowing the knowing to be aware. And not adding anything to it in terms of story of me and mine and good and bad and all of that. And then through enriching the mind by, you know, working with metta, the mind is gets, uh, ready to let go because it doesn't lack anything for this time. That's why it's also called temporary liberation of the mind from the hindrances.
object, no subject. Like the sky. Sometimes some little clouds move through as bird song or sensation in the body. Just allowing that uh, flow, being that flow. Not, uh, not, not being afraid of any of this which is flowing through having confidence in impermanence and from that confidence being able to completely contact and then let go And with a mind like that, and considering maybe it's okay as it is, maybe maybe it is okay. that whole story of progress and you know material better future and all of those things maybe that's okay for that to die maybe that's the only way forward I think it is It's certainly not the first, you know, bottleneck in the evolutionary process and it's another one.
there have been very difficult times like ice ages and huge other you know breaking down of old systems and we are at such a time right now And really connecting with that sense of fragility brings forth some kind of sense of, of gratitude for that which actually does still work. There's quite a lot of things in this area of the planet. It's like white water rafting, which I've never really done, but I imagine it would be similar. You never quite know how you're gonna stay on for the next few minutes. training our minds in that manner is very good uh, preparation for whatever comes. to live without hope that it's necessarily going to get better is a real advantage. And being able to respond and turn towards what's going to come forth our talents and our skills for furthering the process and helping others to do the same. But there's already so many people, you know, on this planet who recognize that and who engage in that way. attention to impermanence, breath and sounds, the body, the 
you're developing real confidence and impermanence. As a friend rather than as a foe. And give that room for change to happen. Mm -hmm. 